if you can't make money without money, you can't make money with money. Like, this is just, like, some <laughs> bullshit somebody said, like, oh, you need money to make money. Yeah, like, yeah that's true. You, if you have money and you go out and try and do a business, you will go to zero. I guarantee it. Yeah. Right? Like, you need to start with nothing. You need to become resourceful. You need to learn the skills, marketing, sales, branding. Yeah. Then you can go, like, you'll learn how to make something out of nothing. Then you can go to the next level, right? That's Hey guys, welcome to the It's Not That Deep podcast. I'm your host Deepak Sharma and today I sit down with Mansoor. This guy is a real estate wizard. He knows everything about the industry. He's been involved in it as an investor for over 10 years. And, you know, he just has a lot of tips and hacks for everyday people who want to learn more and how they can get involved. And, you know, we had a really insightful conversation. We talked about the power of social media as well. We talked about relationships, branding, building a business from the ground up. And I thought it was super interesting. If you'd like to uh, see more content like this, please consider supporting my Patreon page, subscribing, leaving a rating. And, you know, just hit me up. Let's have a conversation. Uh, remember, it's not that deep. And please enjoy the conversation. Thank you. guys hey. <laughs> how you doing brother i'm doing great bro thanks for asking fantastic really <laughs> nice to have you on the podcast uh we've been talking about it for a little while now and trying to schedule it uh but finally made it happen it's yeah a pleasure to have you here it's great to be here man it's great to be here so you're the real estate wizard that's what you go <laughs> by now on instagram yeah yeah as of a few <laughs> hours ago actually you know i um, like that a lot man i like that a lot yeah, well, it got to the point for, like, branding and shit, right? People were like, well, like, I had my name, so Munzur Sayed 1992, right? And it's like a mouthful, and it's not catchy. It doesn't really have any kind of appeal. So I was like, you know what? The real estate wizard sounds cool. It does. It's a magical thing, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, teaching people how to make money. Well, that's a, that's, a, free. that's a cool thing because what you said about you know, having Mansoor Syed 1992, that's like, that's what you grew up with. That's how we mm -hmm. made usernames for everything. All your emails, all your accounts, every single thing that you do. Yeah. It's always just, well, I'm going to put my name and when I was born. Like, what, mm -hmm. what else would I do? Yeah. Um, let's give the people a little bit of background on what you're all about, man. I know you are super into real estate investing, but uh, it hasn't always been a clear path. Uh, you know, and it won't be. Yeah. So let's let's take people back a bit, give people a little bit of background of sure, what you're sure. all about, man. Um, yeah. So life has really been a bit of an adventure for the last twenty-seven some years, you know. So I would I did the whole like school thing, like everybody. I got to third year. I absolutely hated school, like for my entire life, pretty much. And I always knew like I was never gonna finish, so I dropped out. Uh, I started a property management company, and at that point, like, my family's in real estate and business and this kind of stuff, so I started out as, like, a front desk agent at my parents', like, hotel, and then slowly worked my way up from, like, manager to COO, um, and so that happened. What else did I do? At that point, at one point, I actually ran away from home. Okay. Uh, I was a barber for a bit. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I can't wait to get into that. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing. Life is all about adventures, trying new things, experiences, right? Oh, yeah. 
So 2015, I want to say, I went back to school and Ottawa U was like, hey, hey, like you got no credits. You're back in first year. Ha ha. So at that point, I was like, okay, cool. Now I have freedom. Like I can go study something else. Right. So initially, like I went into Carleton. I did public affairs and policy management. I didn't like that. Transferred to Ottawa U after the first semester. And then I was doing poli sci, switched into econ, did econ for a bit, dropped out of that. And then, so when I went back, I was doing philosophy and ancient history. Um, so philosophy, that was probably one of my favorite things to learn. Mm. Uh, history, same thing. Like, you can't predict the future without knowing history. Ooh. What happens in the past, you know? Cycles. Facts. So I did that for about a semester, and then I got this idea for a store. So I dropped out again uh-huh. for the second time. <laughs> my parents were not pleased. Um, <laughs> did the store for a bit. It was like a clothing store in the front, barbershop in the back, right on Bank Street, like prime location. Um, there was a lot of learning lessons involved with that store. It was a very stressful and time. We'll, we'll get life. into all that for sure. That's that's. Yeah. A, I want to really uh, zoom sure. in on that because that's an interesting story in yeah. and of itself, man. <laughs> So you've seen, like, you've gotten the taste of school a few times. Yeah. You know, it took you, it took you going there back three times. Yeah. On separate occasions to figure out, I'm not wired for this shit. It's not for me. Um, And, but. Not really. Like, I kind of always knew that I wasn't wired for this shit. But, like, coming from a Desi, like, background, like, Pakistani parents, they're like, yo, we came to Canada for you to have, like, a good education. Yeah. Like, you're not about to drop out. What will others <laughs> say, you know? What What are the aunties going to say? How oh will you get married? Oh, my God. That's such a funny one. What will others say? Yeah. What are the other aunties and uncles and cousins and how are you going to get married? That's mm. Why is that such a, why is that such an important topic to our parents? I understand, <laughs> like, from the standpoint of where they come from. Yeah. But here, it's so different. Here it's like, when can I get my freedom as fast as possible? <laughs> can get yeah, out and yeah. do what I want to do. Exactly, live your own life, right? Make your own rules. And I don't think like you ever really get to that point. Like your parents will never really be cool. Like in my opinion, anyways, but will be cool with you kind of doing like something that's not normal or like normal in terms of society, right? Um, and like I think the core problem of it is like ego, right? And like mm. human nature. It's not really that like. They don't really care what it is you're doing. It's just like they want to be able to brag to their friends about it's it, right? It's a status thing. Exactly. It's like buying the big ass house that you can't afford mm. just to show them, just to show people that mm. I made it, I'm successful. Yeah. And living vicariously through their kids. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Literally. Like, <laughs> took the words out of my mouth, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a crazy world, you know? But I think like once you hit a certain age or like, you have like certain experiences, you get to a point where you go inwards, right? You go down the rabbit hole and you try to figure out like, who am I as a person? What do I want to do? Right. Right. Um, so now what I'm realizing is a lot of people don't know what it is they want to do. So what I'm telling them is, Hey, just go out and like try new things, you know, like experience new shit. Exactly. Just try it. It's the greatest problem in the world to have. Like, yeah, you go out and just try whatever the hell you want to try. You exactly. Know? What people don't realize is like on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we're mm-hmm. already, we've gotten mm-hmm. the survival part taken care of. We've got, you know, the security, the food, the housing, mm-hmm. this and that. Now it's like, okay, self-actualization. How can I go to the next level? And like, yeah. how, how can I, <laughs> get happiness how can mm-hmm. i how can i find fulfillment purpose. And, and purpose in, in what i'm doing mm-hmm. uh that's a great fucking problem to have because yeah. i'd say and this is a number out of my ass but i'd say over 80 85 percent of the world doesn't even have that 
opportunity to do that so mm. you know with all this uh mental illness and all this um you know we have so much disease and and you know being so i don't want to just say negative because mental illness is a very real thing mm. and there are imbalances and and things that happen but i do feel like it can help a lot if people start implementing a little bit of perspective in things like mm. hey man i don't know what i want to do that's fine why don't i go try this see how it feels look internally okay that made me feel good i want to do more of that mm. and then continue doing it or pivot hey i hate this shit it's, yeah i'm looking at the clock every yeah. fucking every second i want to be out of here mm -hmm. that's not what you want to do no but like you need to at least go and try it so you know it's not what you want to do right facts so like for example like it's my cousins like everyone loves to go on roller coasters and i'm like the big scaredy cat like running the other way like no no like i got a heart condition or something you know i can't do this one i'm not tall enough um so one of my cousins just recently he calls me he's like hey we're going to laron on the weekend like <laughs> let's do this you know yeah. um Laurent, for those people who don't know, is a, a, a theme park in uh, in Montreal. Yeah, exactly. So we get there, and so I recently got a life coach, right? And she was partly the reason now I'm going out and trying new things. She was like, go do things that scare you. That's how you grow. So I figured, okay, let's go do this roller coaster, you know? Uh, we got in line. I took it out. I ran away. Uh, <laughs> and then second one, same thing happened. And then I'm sitting there. I'm like, wait a minute, like... The whole point of this is to do, like, what I'm scared of, right? Mm -hmm. So, finally, I got on, uh, did the damn thing, and then I realized, like, what yeah. What kind no. of roller coaster? So, it was the biggest one, apparently, <laughs> they have there. These guys told me it's easy, no problem. I get there, we we finished it, and I was like, are you guys sure? And they're like, yeah, no, this was, like, the biggest one they have here. Congratulations. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, continue, like, you, you went on it, but you still... So, like, it was whatever. Like, for me, I'm just a very logical person, so I don't want to have, like, my life in the hands of somebody else. Mm. So, that's still a very real thing, and I just didn't see, like, the enjoyment of being flung around in this, like, metal contraption. Fair enough. You know? I get that. I mean, I feel that. I think everyone to some level feels that, but some people get off on the fear and mm. other people let that fear take over. Me, I don't love roller coasters, mm. but I'll go on it just to kind of say fuck you to myself. Yeah. Like, yeah, you are fragile. Mm. Yeah, one of these bolts on this big wooden thing built in 1980 could come off and I yeah. could die a horrible death. Final destination, right? Yeah, exactly. I could like yeah. die this useless death. Like, Mm. You, you hear about it because it actually happens. That's mm. what's in everyone's head is like fucking roller coaster malfunctions yeah. and thing goes off the tracks and like 10 people die. Like That happens. It's happened. Mm -hmm. It's just such a statistical anomaly that like it's almost it's almost like you could say that about anything. Like mm. you drove here, right? Yeah. Driving statistically is fucking way more dangerous <laughs> than flying, <laughs> for example. Yeah. But no one bats an eye. Well, people are scared of flying. But oh, I hate flying. Exactly. I do it all the time, but I hate it. Exactly. But you still do it. You're not mm. in any control. You're like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. This pilot, this captain, take the wheel, bro. You got it. But you well, still do it. That's why I'm trying to buy a plane. Then I'm in control. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you still <laughs> have a pilot flying it, though. <laughs> but it's somebody I know, somebody I trust, right? I I'll know. do the whole background check on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing no it's uh it's important what you said though because you you faced your fear and you did it despite yeah. you even getting there on the day of like and not wanting to do it mm. you still did it uh let's talk about your life coach for a second you know yeah. you don't have to tell us who it is but yeah, yeah tell us like that process how does one get a life coach what is a life coach 
for break sure. that down for me for a little sure. bit. Uh, it's it's funny, like a lot of people have been asking me this question a lot lately. But so essentially back in March, I met this guy named Stefan Arnio. Um, and he started to become like my business coach and then like mentor type person, right? And his life coach is the person now who's my life coach. So when I was out, like, so initially, like, I've been through a lot of stuff uh, over my life, you could say. Uh, some good things, a lot of bad things. Um but yeah, so at one point in like 2016, my parents went through a separation and it's still like an ongoing thing that we're kind of dealing with, right? So I, I went and I thought like, hey, maybe I'll go meet like a therapist or like a psychiatrist, something like this would be good for me, you know? Uh, this dude was crazy. He used to like yell at me and he put me on some like neck medications and like it was all bad. Like took me like six months to detox off this. Okay. But so I had like a bad taste in my mouth already. So I when Stefan was like, yeah, hey, like, I think maybe life coaching will help you. Like, check it out. So I spoke with the lady. She's an older lady, and she's done a little bit of real estate. She's she's done a lot of things. She's pretty cool. Uh, so I spoke to her, and I told her this, like, hey, look, like, I've had this bad experience. Is this what you're offering me? And she was like, no, no. So essentially, you could think of it like when you want to learn piano, you go and hire, like, a piano teacher, right? And then, like, if you want to go learn to play basketball, you hire a basketball coach. So she was like, everybody's living life. Essentially, I'm here to, like, coach you through this. Right. Um, so that's kind of how I met her. Um, and these guys are both out in Winnipeg, so this all happens over, like, the internet, like, Skype and this kind of stuff, right? Um, but, yeah, like, most of what the life coach is about, like, we just have conversations kind of like this and then, like, unpack whatever's going on in my head, you know? Yeah. So like if I go if I'm going through like a crisis or something back in the day I would just like freak out and shut down for like a month or something you know I just like disappear or go off the grid. Now like I'll speak to her about whatever's going on we'll unpack it and like I kind of understand why certain things are happening or like why I'm doing certain things you know. Right. Uh, and it's very life changing to be honest. I would hope so. It's a life coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, but that's you know, powerful. It's not that deep. It's not that deep. That's <laughs> powerful, though, man. When you bring uh, when you bring up that kind of thing, because I feel like a lot of people could use a mentorship role. Yeah. Uh, or not necessarily just a life coach, because, I mean, I kind of understand now mm. what that means. But how does one qualify to be a life coach? How does one seek out a life coach? Yeah. You know, it's a very personal process. I think. Well. I think anyone could really be a life coach, to be honest. I think it really depends on, like, what you're doing in life and what, like, you're looking to get out of having a life coach, right? So, for me, like, I'm not just going to hire anybody or somebody whose, like, main talent is swimming. Like, mm. you know, this lady is coach somebody to get to a point where I want to be in life. Right. So, like, my mentor, right? So, for me, that was enough, like, credibility there. And then she also has a background in real estate. Mm. So, for me, that was kind of enough. But... So my brother-in-law, actually, he's a doctor. He works in the ER and this kind of stuff. And he's now getting into, like, life coaching, like, high-performance type of stuff for people who are in, like, high-performance fields. So, like, CEOs, COOs, uh, high-performance athletes, this kind of stuff. It's a big you know? market for that, man. Yeah. Because think about, and especially in today's age, mm. where there is no more privacy. Mm. There, there is no more such thing as just, you know, shutting down and going off the grid. Mm. Yeah, you could try. But if people need, needed to reach you... Well, you could, still could do that. It's just like you won't grow as a person exactly, hiding, you know? Exactly. So a lot of these people have to learn how to navigate the spotlight. Cheers, by the way, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks uh, for having me. Um, these kinds of people need some kind of navigation, some kind of, hey, I've dealt with this before. Uh, I can give this person some advice. Yeah. But 
like it's a jungle still, guide. It still seems like I mean, playing devil's advocate here, mm. I recognize the the how powerful having a life coach is, mm. but from the outside looking in, someone might hear that and think, "What the f- a fucking life coach? Yeah, like a coach for life, like just for live." Sure. But people don't realize that like. You can go about living life, being mm. alive, mm. Uh, without living, like mm. without actually, without having like any purpose or intention behind yeah, what you're doing. Exactly, right? and not having the mindfulness to recognize, hey, this is an emotion that I'm experiencing mm. right now, and because of this sequence of events that occurred, and uh, this is how I'm gonna deal with it. Most people don't think like that. Mm. It's like, it's like, fuck that guy, he yeah. fucked me over. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's very heat of the moment, <laughs> like, like blame the person like you probably learned a lot of, about fallacies uh, when you studied uh, philosophy yeah. right i that I, I only took a few philosophy courses mm-hmm. but i got so Same much here i dropped out right <laughs> I, I got so much value from just learning about mm. just different fallacies and different like heuristics i don't know how to pronounce that but different like cheat codes for how okay. people make decisions and go about life yeah and, and blame things or like straw man this that all these mm. different like these different ways that we kind of just cheat through rationalizing how we go about any interaction or anything, how we think about, like, logically think about Mm. things, right? Well, I think that's, like, a key right there, right? Like you said, logically think. People don't really, like, think about anything logically. Like, there's a general lack of common sense amongst everybody. Uh, Nobody really knows how to, like, critically think, so... That's why I tell, like, everyone, like, take at least one philosophy class in your life. Right. They think you're just going to be sitting there, like, just mm. reading Socrates. and like, just like Which that. you will be. You will, but, but, like, but it's, it's deeper than that. Mind- yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. It is deeper than that. <laughs> Sometimes it is that deep. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but kind of, like, coming back to this whole life coaching thing, right? Yeah. So, initially, the first call I had with this lady, uh, I thought she was completely crazy. Like, she's telling me, you are blue sky. That is the constant thing. And all of your thoughts are the clouds, right? So some days you're going to have rain clouds. Some days you're going to have no clouds. Some days there's going to be a tornado. There'll be thunder, whatever. Okay. But the blue sky remains constant, right? It's still there. Yeah. It's always there. So she's explaining this to me. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, this is some, like, next cracked out lady. Uh, Like, you know? And it just didn't make sense to me. And then I just kept going along with it. I was like, you know what? Like, Let's see what life coaching is all about. So I did it. And then about two months in is when I started to like notice everything that I was talking about and all these little realizations and little wins I was having started to compound. Right. And then one day, like I just looked and my whole life changed like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized what she was saying about the blue sky. Right. You know? But I had to go through the whole process to kind of understand and get the real value out of it. If I did so it for powerful. a week and just dropped out. Then, yeah, for sure, I could have been walking around like, oh, whatever, like, you don't need a life coach. Like, it's a waste of time, waste of money, whatever, you know? But that, that's so, so powerful. I'm looking man. at it from the point of view of I'm my biggest investment, right? So if I'm spending money to make myself better, that's the biggest, like, return on investment I can have. Right. Right. Um, what you just said there was uh, super powerful about how the blue sky thing hit you later. Mm. Because, uh, Oftentimes in life, everyone gives advice. Everyone, everyone yeah. gives advice from your friends, your mom, your dad. Everyone gives you advice, whether it's right or wrong. And oftentimes you'll hear something that sounds like it's it's actually great advice. This sounds amazing. This yeah, it sounds yeah. legit. But uh, you don't even know how to really apply it to yourself. So you kind of just like 
I heard you, but I, I don't, mm. how am I going to apply this to my life? But then later, through life experience, through actually being mindful, like, as a buddy told me this, and it, I blew my mind. It's like, sometimes it'll hit you like a year later, two years later, you'll think back to that one conversation yeah. that you had with that one person. And they gave you some advice that you kind of brushed off. And now you're like, oh, that's what he meant. Mm. When this happens, this could, like, yeah. Well, I find this happens a lot with like things my parents say to me. Oh yeah. Um, and like if they're watching this, like they're probably laughing their heads off. Like, ha ha, we told you, should have listened. But, I know my parents you know, are, and they're they're, <laughs> they're gonna be. Like, you still don't listen, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, same here, right? <laughs> but that's life, you know. It's our own little adventure, our own little story to create. Exactly, man. Exactly. And that kind of comes into the whole wizard thing, you know, like. I could just be like a real estate professor or like a real estate guy, but like, I feel like I'm a wizard, you know, I'm out here doing random things. Like I've got my hand in all sorts of different businesses and everyone's around me, like their lives change, you know, and it's, it's magical things. So yeah, man, let's get into that a little bit. Let's talk about real estate. So for sure, <laughs> obviously your, uh, your family has uh, been involved in it in the past. So that yeah. gave you a bit of a, you know, interest in it to yeah, start, but for sure. Talk to us how you got into it. Into so it. to be honest, yeah, like my family's been involved in like business and then kind of real estate. So our main business used to be like we would find a place to make a convenience store, build this store and then sell it. And uh, eventually we got into like the property game. Um, and yeah, so I probably would have ended up in it. But for me, really, the life changing like catalyst moment was I read this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm. Uh, this would have been back in, I think, grade 10 or 11. And that for me changed everything. Because this guy's out here essentially saying like, you don't need to go to school, you can be in real estate doesn't matter how old you are. Uh, and there's like skills involved. And he just made it very simple to understand. And like, I was in grade 10 and I was like, shit. So like, this is what I'm going to do. Right. And then it got to the point where I just kind of went all in on that. So I would be up to like three, four, five in the morning, just Googling random shit about real estate, watching like any and all the videos on YouTube, uh, taking classes, courses, uh, reading books, and then it got to the point where, like, I was starting to like, analyze deals. So I was, like, walking properties, like, all over the place, right? So, like, I did real estate in Pakistan at one point. I was down in Miami. I was in Chicago, Cincinnati, a whole bunch of different markets, you know, just checking out stuff. And that's really how you learn is by going and meeting more people and being How'd in the you room go about that? How do you just go to Miami without, like, a contact down there to... You make contacts, right? So you get good at finding deals. So I was just going online. At this point, it was very, like, basic, rudimentary shit. Like, you just go on loopnet.com. You type in whatever city you want to check, right? But real estate, it's a lot of trends. It's just a lot of patterns. So, like, if you're good at, like, collecting data and, like understanding what you're looking at it's very easy to pinpoint hot markets right right so i was finding these markets well initially so miami was the first one i looked into by the time i got there i'd like already missed the boat there was just like crumbs left so i really loved miami and i would like i would have moved there and like been okay with it but then like my investing side kicked in and i was like no no this is not the right place you know mm -hmm. so i went to cincinnati i checked it out there and 
uh great returns but i just didn't like the city i didn't want to be in cincinnati it's just kind of a random place right yeah so i went to chicago and chicago's it's a funny story uh essentially like i was involved with this like deal for 330 units it was a 20 million dollar deal and like, i was a 21 year old kid you know in chicago sitting across this table from this guy and this whole like experience was just life-changing this guy has a he had a blanket mortgage for like 16 million on this deal. What is which, a, what is blanket mortgage? So mean? he owned like multiple properties and he had one mortgage on all of those properties. Oh, okay. From a company called Blackstone. Blackstone oh, okay. is like one of the largest landlords in America. Okay. Uh, these guys own like trillion dollar worth of assets, you know, like it's big money. You can't get a meeting with these guys. That's nuts. So he had a blanket mortgage for them for pretty much the whole value. And I'm sitting in his office in some like dude walks in behind me and he's like yo i'm gonna give you my yacht and you give me that building and he's like yeah done deal handshake and that's it and i was like are you guys for real right now like is this how you do business and they're like yeah bro like this is what we've been doing so like, i'm sitting there like 21 year old like and i think like i've made it like i had to range rover like heavy flex i was out here you know uh -huh. thought i big shit and i'm sitting in this room with these guys and i'm like shit like I'm nothing. I ain't shit. You know? <laughs> but yeah, long story short, like my dad kind of found out what I was doing. And like at this point, I was kind of running his whole like operation. And he was like, no, you're not moving to Chicago. Like you like had I been making that much money like on that deal. Yeah, I probably would have been involved with some like crazy shit. Uh, and like I was irresponsible. I was a young, immature kid, you know, just high on life. Um, so that all just blew up in my face and my dad's like a very interesting character. I don't know if we'll get into that or not, but yeah. So you kind of screwed that up for me, but yeah, other than that, like now I'm at the point where I've always kind of wanted to go to America because the systems, tax laws, just the whole game is so much better. It's on a whole other America level, right? fascinates me, man. But now in the city, like we're at a point where there's no point to leave. Like in my opinion, I think it's going to be next to impossible in the next five years to buy, be able to afford a home in the Ottawa core. Really? Right? Well, starting home prices right now is like 500k for single family. Oh and yeah, 400K man. I was looking at townhome. some. I was looking at some statistics yesterday that actually like blew my mind about that. It was, yeah. it was something crazy. Like average. I, I think I got it on my phone. I'll pull it up. Yeah. But it, it was. Um, it was. Well, yeah, even in I got Vanier, it right bro, here. It was like average up. sale price. Yeah, four hundred eighty-seven thousand yeah. <laughs> for uh, what? Single family or townhome? Uh, I think this just says. Um, just home price. Home price, yeah, yeah it's just probably says, like single family. That's nuts. That's nuts, bro. Yeah, residential. Yeah, so that's for that's wild. And that's uh, plus ten percent. Mind you, that still could be a townhome. Very, yeah, very Which is well. Crazy these days, townhomes. So I remember, like you know, townhomes. And uh, keep in mind, I know nothing mm. about real estate. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm literally just complete noob. Mm. Like I'll go to realtor.ca. This is my okay. level of yeah. I'll just go look at shit just for mm. fun. I just mm. like looking at yeah. Property. Well, that's how it starts, right? Yeah. So um, I just look at this shit, and I remember like being in high school, looking at townhomes for like two twenty, two forty, something like that, mm -hmm. and being like, ah, it's kind of expensive. Yeah. Now, motherfucking the same townhome <laughs> is we're talking about like four twenty to four eighty, like Easily. depending on the upgrades and, and mm -hmm. a bunch of factors corner Dude, even without like, like upgrades if you go and like you look for a shitty home to flip you're talking like 350 to 360 that's, and that's like the shittiest of the shitty yeah houses yeah you know it's crazy and why do you think that is like i i think 
to me, mm. this is my noob perspective yeah. on this, but it's like people are being priced out of bigger markets like Toronto, Vancouver, and stuff. That's a and, bit of it. And also, Ottawa only has so many. Uh, That's uh, the main part. So essentially, a few years back, um, like you can dig this out, like if you really want to know all the details. But essentially, they stopped essentially like building a large amount of homes and condos and this kind of stuff right mm -hmm. there was a big condo boom that happened and like nobody really wanted a condo because this <laughs> is ottawa yeah um but yeah so i believe we're about ten thousand homes like just units across the board so like just short damn so like there's no builder who's just gonna come out tomorrow and build ten thousand units and that's a long project right like if you're trying to build even like 100 to 150 units you're talking like 24 to 36 months yeah like minimum right um so that's part of the main reason why all the pricing is out of whack there's just no inventory right supply and demand yeah the demand is too high and then now obviously you got all the toronto money coming here you've got montreal money vancouver money yeah and then on the whole other level like you got the reits coming in and buying up everything so like the real estate investment trusts right these are like publicly traded companies that just buy real estate. Oh, yeah. So so they're coming up and literally buying everything. And they don't even care if they're overpaying because they got big pockets. Exactly. And so. because anybody with, with an investing account mm. can pretty much invest in these. Yeah. Uh, even ETFs mm. of RE, REITs. Yeah. With like, so a collection of them. You could just throw money into that. Like yeah. everyone talks about wanting to invest in real estate. And mm -hmm. they think the only way to do that is by purchasing a house and, and spending yes. so much to get a real estate agent, mm -hmm. lawyer fees, this, that, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah. anybody. Well, there's a huge misconception about real estate and real estate investing, right? So if you go back through like my like Instagram, uh, one of the first videos I did actually talks about like ways you can invest in, like get involved in real estate without actually having to buy a home. Yep. Uh, and investing in REITs was a simple way, right? Like you can get started with like four to $500 and you'll be making a return, right? Yep. The this is the thing, like I hate stocks. Like that's, to me, that's gambling. Like I don't care who you are. You can't predict everything and it's legal for you to do insider trading. So, right? This is why I like real estate, the whole game. Like, so my mentor says this a lot. The whole game is played by insiders, right? Mm -hmm. And it's completely legal. So you either have to like be in it or know somebody who's in it to play the game at the really high level. Yeah. Like anybody can kind of come in and be a house flipper, but you're not going to have access to any of the real deals. Yeah. That's, which, and which that's is the whole a, game. Which is an important thing, right? Yeah. And that's where like... Well, that's where the margin is, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so talk to us about... Um, your, what you're doing right now with your investment uh, cool. company a little bit and how you come in and yeah allow people so it really depends right like i feel like before we even get into that i should kind of like backtrack a little bit sure sure yeah so this kind of ties in again with the whole wizard thing right so you can make money in real estate like 100 150 different ways right you just need to have the skill set so essentially like now what i'm getting to the point is i was just doing this deal it's like a wholesale deal right uh, and nobody really in the city understands what this is. So like I had a few of my agent friends calling me being like, yo, my whole office is upside down because of you. Like, people <laughs> are like, what is this guy out here doing? Yeah. Mind you, like my execution on it wasn't perfect. Like I, I was out here trying to make like 150 K in like five days. Right. Like 
which is possible, but I just played it off wrong, you know? Uh, all my experience for, like, the last 10-plus years is commercial and, like, hospitality. So mm -hmm. now I'm, like, just learning the real estate, like, residential game, you know? Yeah. It's really not that hard or different, but, like, you need to, like, figure it out like anything else. But uh, essentially, the whole game was I tied up a house. I put $10,000 of my own cash in. Not even my own cash, actually. I borrowed ten k from somebody. I was like, yo, I'll give you your ten k back plus, like, five k on top. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, okay, no problem. Like, I tied up their money for 30 days. I tied up this house for 400 k right? And I know it's worth probably about five fifty without doing anything. Okay. So, like, I was able to negotiate that much of a spread, right? Now, I turn around and I sell it to, let's say, you for five fifty. So you're going to give me your 550. Essentially you're not even giving me 550. You're paying me 150,000 for a piece of paper. I give you this contract. That contract allows you to now take over my deal. So then you would go and buy the house for 400k, mm -hmm. right? Uh and like people just don't understand this. Like I'm talking to like apparently like expert real estate investors and I told them like, "Hey, there's like this is the assignment fee. You're going to pay me this and then take over my deal." And they're just asking me like, well, so my mortgage is going to be for 550 And I'm like, no, no, it's going to be for 75% of 400 Like you're paying, like it's as though you're buying like a Coke bottle from me. Except it's just I'm what, the, you what the value of it is on paper. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of. So essentially like you just created money, right? The closing date for that house is in September. So you got in with 10 k no money. You created 100K and you got out in 10 days. That's more than somebody makes in a year, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now you can go and do buy and hold and you can go do some other kind of investment, right? Um, so this is kind of now where I'm at is people come to me and they're like, hey, uh, I'm a lawyer, I'm a doctor, engineer, whatever. I'm making 100, 200, 300K a year. And it seems to be like, you know what you're doing. I don't want to learn real estate because it's like a whole other business and an industry. I'm going to give you my money. What can you do for me, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so people who have money, uh, it's very easy for them to get returns, right? Uh, so what we do is we put them into either a hotel fund or an apartment fund, right? So we're tying up your money for three to five years and you're making between 15 to 25% on the high end, right? Over the term. Uh, and you're getting monthly cash flow and you're a partner essentially in all of the portfolio. So like if we own a hundred doors, a thousand doors, whatever, you own a percentage of all of that. So Explain now, to people doors for if they don't know that terminology. Okay, yeah, that's, a, sure. that's kind of an insider term. Yeah, yeah, that's like jargon right there. Yeah, good catch, good catch. So doors essentially is like just another way of saying units, right? Uh, but then again, it's going to depend, right? So if you buy a hotel, you don't have really units, you have rooms. So you'd call that doors, right? So now if you go buy a fourplex, you got four doors, yeah. four units, right? Uh, they're interchangeable terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so now, for example, like if somebody comes to me and they're like, Hey, I want to get involved in real estate, but I only have 10k. Mm -hmm. Essentially, we put them into like short little transactions. So we'd go and buy a house, we'd hold your money for six to nine months, you're going to make anywhere between eight to 12%. Right. Uh, and then we just do multiple ones of those until you have 100k to go put into a large deal. Yeah, right. Uh, but now, so what a cool thing that's happening is since I've been like really posting online is I'm getting people coming up to me being like, Hey, uh, if I pay you, can you coach me? Mm. Uh, so I'm kind of like playing with this idea. I did like a little poll on my Instagram yesterday and 
everyone voted yes, right? Like, I had, like, 20-some people voting yes. So, mind you, it's not that many people, but for me, it was still, like, enough oh, but of a you push, just, you know? you just started becoming active on social media only a few months yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Something like... Like, uh, end of April, yeah. beginning of May. Dude, so it's, like, no. that's still powerful, yeah. Richard. Like, 20 people are not, like... That's, yeah, yeah. That's well. So when I started this shit, I had like 180 followers. Now I'm up to like 700 in the span of like two months. That's three nuts, months, man. That's nuts. That's great yeah. growth, and I, that's organic growth. That's yeah, straight up just like you're not you're not out here using bots. There's no, no yeah. you're not buying no followers. This no, like, no. I'm going slow. Because this is part of the like you're building a brand and a mm. business. At the end of the day, you want actual people actually engaged in yeah. your content. There's no point to have bots, like. There's I no like value in that. I I like your uh, Instagram feed. I get, I get I get value from those IGTV videos. I don't yeah, watch yeah. them all. Don't have time to watch them yeah, all. Yeah, fair but, enough. Well, but, they're like three minutes long, bro. No, no, <laughs> it, it's it's not about that. It's like yeah, yeah. It's you a get commitment. on you get on Instagram. Mm. It's, there's no such thing as three minutes. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it becomes an hour very quick, <laughs> but. So I have to limit that, but don't I know it? But no, like I'll yeah. I'll watch uh, I'll watch a lot of them, and I I gain a lot of value from the little tidbits of information. But uh, why do you think real estate is such a fuzzy topic for so many people? Why is this such a like ah, I'm scared of it? I don't understand it. I think it's very basic. Like they don't teach this in school, mm. and like your main like information on real estate that you have access to. Well, that's not necessarily true, but let's just go with this, uh, is your parents, right? Most people are learning about buying a home from their parents, like, and that's generally the largest, like, asset or transaction anyone will ever do in their life, yeah. is buy a home, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's mainly the reason, and then, like, people are just lazy. Like, you can go out and learn everything I'm talking about online, and then, like, if you're, you really don't think you can find this online go pay for a course like grant cardone has like a ten thousand dollar course you can do mm -hmm. and it'll teach you all about this shit yeah you know? yeah yeah uh everybody now has like a course on real estate and it's all Very literally true. the same shit you know Very go read true. go read rich dad poor dad and like you'll be good i remember when i read that book and i was in high school and i it was just so powerful to me the dichotomy mm. of just like you know he had his pops who's like you know educated this stuff yeah. everything but like he could barely pay the bills and mm. was just gonna work till he died whereas like other pops there yeah. um, you know running the businesses like mm -hmm. you know making his money make money and like, yeah businesses assets investment what's his little uh he ebsi like, yeah 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 so i remember reading that and i was like cool I can, I have fucking thirty dollars in my bank mm -hmm. account, so this shit does not apply to me. Mm -hmm. But um, well, it does, right? It like, does. This is the it's thing. a mindset more than the practical. If you can't make money without money, you can't make money with money. Like this is just like some <laughs> bullshit somebody said. Like, oh, you need money to make money. Yeah, right? yeah that's true. You, if you have money and you go out and try and do a business, you will go to zero. I guarantee it. Yeah. Right. Like you need to start with nothing. You need to become resourceful. You need to learn the skills, marketing, sales, branding. Yeah. Then you can go like you'll learn how to make something out of nothing. Then you can go to the next level. Right. That's powerful, man, because a lot of people who are 
rich and given mm. things, they can't handle a business. They yeah. can't run shit because they never had to eat shit. Yeah. They, they never had to start at the bottom and actually, you know, have days where it's like mm-hmm. you really are doubting yourself. And, and I'm acting like I, I have. I have it. Well, like but- case in point, bro. Like, so when I opened my barbershop clothing store, like I sunk like 200K into that. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I've never run a clothing store. I've never worked in a clothing store. Like, <laughs> uh, I kind of knew how to be a barber. Like, I've never owned a barber shop though. I had two partners. They both backed out at the last minute, and I was just like, "Well, I'm in too deep at this time." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So at that point, I just went all in. You know, I lost what 200k in like six months. That's nuts. It was an expensive lesson, you know. That's and nuts. That's what I tell mean. Me, tell me what went wrong there. Well, like. My partners backed out and like there was a lot of shit going on in my life at that point. Like, um, and I, I feel like for me, I thought like, so initially it started out as like, I was doing it for like shits and giggles. I thought it was going to be like this super cool thing. You know, I was like, oh, I'm going to have a clothing store. I'm going to have a barbershop. I'm going to be like super cool guy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, yo, who is that? You know? <laughs> on um, Bank Street too. Yeah, exactly. Like, like yeah. right next to Stella Luna, you know, mm-hmm. like we had a spot. Um... But, yeah, like, the execution was all wrong. I just wasn't into it, really. Like, I was stuck there all day. And I thought it was going to be very similar to, like, real estate or the music school, right? Because, like, that kind of got in my plate just it just kind of fell on me like tell I had to people run about the, the music school story a little bit so man. like it kind of ties in with all of this really yeah. so there's this building i like i have on bank street right and it used to be one tenant just ottawa folklore center and this guy he went through a lot of stuff in his life he ended up like on his third marriage and then things just didn't pan out and like one day we get a call saying like hey like this guy's gone bankrupt from his lawyers oh shit so we went in like and essentially at this point we were just gonna just shut down the like all of it and just be done with it right and this was like a music school and they used to sell instruments and this kind of shit yeah so that happened and then essentially two of the teachers who like worked in the school came and were like hey let us run the school so it sounded like a great idea at the time and i was like yeah cool whatever like you guys seem to know the business one of them was like a neuroscientist or something and the other one had like a background in engineering so like smart guys Right. So I was like, okay, yeah, these guys can run the business, whatever. Uh, as long as I get my rent, I don't care. Yeah. So we split the building into three units from one. Uh, and then the music school went in the basement, still there. Uh, the middle unit turned into Massage Addict, so like a national chain, um, like deep tissue, RMT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the third unit was empty. Uh, we were trying to run it out. And then at this point, I was sitting in like history class learning about like greek civilization and like trade routes and all this kind of stuff and i was inspired so i was like fuck this i dropped out i opened the store in that empty unit right so i was that was like what i was doing and then these two guys running the music school just didn't know what they were doing like everything was mismanaged there was no systems uh like nobody was keeping track of anything and it got to the point where like i wasn't getting my rent so I had to like have a sit down chat with them and things still didn't get better. So I just took over the school. Uh, I ran it for over a year. I implemented like computer systems. We did a whole bunch of different little things. Uh, I had a few other people managing it. And then I found somebody who took over and now he's my tenant and he just kind of runs it. He knows what he's doing, you know? Sweet. But yeah, so it was just like so that's super one of the random success you know? stories still. Yeah, for sure. You took sure. a chance in this place and 
Yeah, like, so when I took over, there was, like, what, maybe, like, 100-some students, and then now, today, there's, like, I think over 300. That's amazing. And, like, this is a little music school in a basement. <laughs> like, you know, there's no real, like, frontage or, like, signs out there. Uh, you'll see, like, there's one that sticks out. Well, it's a very niche um, market, right? Yeah. Like, for, well, this kind of, like, ties in with that whole community, though, right? Like, Old Ottawa South is very, like community oriented all these people like know everybody all their kids go to the school right across the street uh it's very like family place so this is i feel partly one of the other reasons why my store didn't fly the walls were black i had bronze graffiti everywhere uh we were always blasting like rap and like yeah. it just didn't fit into the neighborhood you know right glebe area it wasn't even glebe it was like old ottawa south old ottawa south yeah. is where okay okay i guess so, yeah, like because bank street i'm like two long. blocks away from like lansdowne right right uh, and I th I feel like part of it was, like, we were early. And then there's this whole culture in the city of, like, nobody really trying to support anybody. That's a big thing. I, wanted, them, to, like I, wanted, to, me, I right? wanted to get into this with you, man. This is a big one. But, like, so this is kind of, like, why this bothers me. Because even at, like, two, three years ago, yeah. the whole thing in my store was uh, all of the clothing I carried was just local Ottawa brands. Okay. And people were like, why are you doing this? And I was like, this is, like, a showcase for the Ottawa talent, you know? This is a place for these guys to come and display their clothes so you don't have to just buy it online and then end up returning it because the fit was weird you know yeah um and like it, we had a great thing going but like yeah you know not everything's meant to be at the right time i guess right so who knows maybe we'll do it again maybe my man. sign's still up there the space is open for lease if yep. anybody wants it <laughs> you know yeah have man. To plug sometimes hey man no for sure and it was called uh, arcadia right yeah a-r-k-a-d-i-a -A. talk talk to us about that name man what does that mean to you? So I was sitting in ancient Greece history, Greek history, and uh, we were talking about like utopias and this kind of stuff, right? So uh, I Googled it and like the translation was Arcadia. And I was like, oh, this is a cool name. Um, and then like, so the actual full name of the store was Arcadia Dimergikos Kefalio. And Jeez. that translates into Utopia, the creative capital. Ooh. You know? Uh, I think Ottawa needs a rebrand. <laughs> yeah, so we might like end up reviving it. Well, we kind of have at this point. So I just recently started like a media talent branding agency type thing. Right. Uh, so now we're like scouting out talent, like whether that's a singer, rapper, videographer, cinematographer, photographer, model, you podcaster. Name it. Yeah, podcast. <laughs> we're getting into like everything, you know, events. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So we're rebranding it at this point as like Arcadia Media and Talent. Mm -hmm. uh, and the whole story is kind of like we did it and now we're back, you know, like stronger and better. Yeah. Like a phoenix rising from the ash. I like that, man. You I know? like that. What you talk about with our city ottawa canada yeah the capital of canada stuck between toronto and uh, montreal two other major cities uh, we've i've talked about this on the podcast before um there's a lot of there's a lot of wanting not wanting to support each other and coming up and no one's explicitly going out there and hating but it's almost... Well, some people are. Some people. But I feel like it's more not supporting or like... Hey, I feel like if, it's if part I, of like... If I support this mm. rapper... Let's talk about mm. rappers. Yeah. If I support this <laughs> rapper, then that's going to take away from my 
clout and ability to mm. market myself. Yeah. Maybe that's the I can't really put myself in that mindset. I don't know what it is. I feel like it's also like people are trying to like have this like exclusive like clicky mm. circle type thing, you know? Like yeah. you can't hang with us. Yeah. We're too cool for I've you. I always found that so weird, bro. I've yeah. never I've never thought that me this is me personally. Mm. I I can't fit in one group. Yeah. I've always been kind of friends with everybody. Well, you need variety, right? Yeah, man. Like obviously you have your core group of friends mm. and people and you know obviously you gravitate like I, i've been an athlete pretty mm. much all my life so i have hung out with more athletes and that kind of thing but that doesn't mean that i don't have to like support other people or like yeah. this person that person oh you're a singer oh you do this oh mm. you do art you do like fuck it yeah. bro we're all so multifaceted like who are you to put someone in a box so why plus like it's dope for the city for like everyone to kind of come together right because like now let's say we do something down the road right now you're gonna post it all of my gang is gonna post it yeah, everybody man. else who's like affiliated with ottawa and wants to see it come up is gonna repost it oh, and yeah. that's like how now you become viral and now people are like shit Ottawa's popping, you know? It's not just a boring government zombie town. Exactly, which so, is how we're branded yeah. to so many people. And I've met so many people, even a lot of Canadians from all over Canada, and I've met them while traveling. Mm. And literally, like, they'll ask, oh, where are you from? Where they'll see, like, a little Canada thing mm -hmm. or, or bring it up. Like, oh, my God, are you, are you from Toronto? Like, no, yeah, from, yeah. I'm from Ottawa. It's like, mm. oh, like <laughs> like uh, ottawa just gets this like it's kind of like a bad taste in people's mouth yeah. and look i i'll admit there can be if you're not the right type of person to seek out fun things and like mm. be a fun person it's a yeah it's a boring city there's not that much to do in comparison to other mm. cities but no i think it's all relative though right it comes back to like mindset like if you're just out here thinking it's a boring city you're not going to know what's going on exactly. there's enough cool shit that happens oh, in yeah. ottawa yeah, and, yeah. like you don't need to be in the know to know that these things are happening you just have to go out oh yeah man i to me one of the biggest examples is nature mm. i don't know of many other cities i've been to that have integrated nature so well mm. into the city yeah and right outside of the city you go to gatineau park you have full-on hills where you can go for a hike you have mm -hmm. waterfalls you have yeah. uh you know cabins cottages you drive one hour you're like in like it feels mm. like the wilderness like pure nature like true you have that toronto they don't really have that like yeah like an hour out you still in gta yeah, like exactly. you're stuck in traffic you're you want the parking lot exactly man you know like i'm not shitting on any other city all i'm saying is like no, there's for sure. A, I was born in Toronto. There's a lot of things here that are for a lot of people. So mm. you almost have to just be open to trying new shit. Mm. Go fucking. There's go a little bit of everything. There's a little bit of everything. We got a we got a foodie scene here. There's yeah, a lot of food. Hardcore. People don't understand. Like yo, there's like oh, there's no. Let's stop to eat. here for a second though. Like this, like I kind of want to tie this into like the whole conversation. Yeah. Because somebody brought this up to me yesterday. They're like, oh, like it's so hard to open a business now. Like everybody's doing it. Blah blah blah. And I was just like, dude. Are you well? Like, <laughs> now's the easiest time. You can do this online. Like, you can go become an influencer, it's right? It's never been an easier time. Yeah. Like, so I have, like, two or three homies that I've known for a long time, and they run, like, these Ottawa foodie pages. Okay. And, like, these guys are, I don't know what the deal is, but, like, I'm assuming they're getting, like, free food or whatever. <laughs> I'd hope so. And, like, <laughs> that's kind of, like, their whole business model, right? So, like, and this is happening in Ottawa, and it's so easy to do here. Dope. Because it's Love a small that. city, right? Like, you know 10 people. Now you know everybody who's a player in the city. Oh, yeah. 
if you know 10 people, you're one person removed from everybody in the city. Exactly. Literally. Everyone's connected to everyone Literally. by one connection off or not. So that's why I think like if you're going to be a hater, you're fucked. Yeah, because you're fucking yourself. Especially in this city. It's such a small city. Word gets around. Small world. Small world life. Shout out to Small World Life. Shout out Jelani. <laughs> I'm actually meeting him after this. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like you have people like that now who are kind of going against the grain and kind of doing things that are a little more interesting and, mm-hmm. and trying to build up the city. Yeah. And I think the culture is changing. So on a positive yeah, note, things are changing for, sure. for the better. People are embracing the city mm-hmm. a little bit more. People and are open to doing like different things. Like we had a bar battle out here that was wild i right? saw i saw that man yeah that looks shout dope. out the homies dodd cuts and tanya that's so dope man yeah that's so dope like so like there's so many cool different things happening right like last week there was an ep listening party like yep and it was open to everyone right it's not like there's a festival for thing. everything there's a yeah. poutine festival yes, there's poutine, a greek bro. festival leb festival latin this yeah there's everything Lebanese for everybody festival. indian festival like yeah you have a south fucking, asian fest yeah bro uh, okay it Things are things change slow. Yeah, it appears that way a lot of the time. I think but the yo, momentum is here now, though. Like we rolled in. <laughs> uh, let's go full swing, man. Like go, mm. like yo, go in and fucking, yo. But even this, right? Like, there's like literally two years ago, nobody was doing podcasts. Now, like everyone's got like a dope podcast. Right? Yeah, man. And here's the thing: mm. I want to any podcast that I figure out. Mm-hmm. I want to go sit down and have a chat with this person too. Yeah. They usually want to chat with me too. Mm-hmm. It's a it's not a zero sum game. It's not yeah. like, yo, yeah, when Zero yeah. started a fucking podcast, man, fuck that guy. Yeah. He's taken away <laughs> from that's my Ottawa, podcast really though, right? People think like, "Oh, somebody's doing this." Now like it's literally what you said. They're taking away from what we're doing. But it's really not like no, you're expanding dude. the culture. Now we're both winning because mm. yo, what people don't realize is we're both putting on for a platform that is still and the not city. platform and city but it's even bigger than the city bro mm. when it comes to the power of the internet yeah, i'm facts. looking i'm looking at my statistics mm-hmm. like some of the um you know analytics and i see yeah. where people are listening but mm. i've got people listening in argentina i have a few really? listeners. i don't know anyone from argentina yeah yeah i have a few <laughs> people in australia Okay. Don't know. See you worldwide at this point. Nah, I'm not global. Gonna... We hey, global hey, hey, up just, in here. Uh, it's a, hey. it hasn't even been two months yet, so <laughs> I'm gonna try to keep it a little more humble. But you know, all the people go I go home, bro. All I got the people, your back. all the people I met on exchange. Mm. Uh, you know, these people are from all over the world. I have mm. friends in the U.S., friends in Norway, Germany. Shout out to all of you guys. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's listening and they're tuning in, and mm-hmm. yo, I'm a part of these people's day now. And yeah. yo. That is new to people. Podcasting, yeah. like I've talked to people, like I had this conversation with my pops. Mm-hmm. He has no idea what the fuck a podcast is, right? Okay. I had to kind of break it down mm-hmm. to him. It's like, okay, so like, you know, like a radio show? Yeah. Think like a radio show, but with no filter. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could kind I of like that. I, could, I don't have anyone telling me what I can and can't mm-hmm. say. I'm literally just talking shit mm-hmm. and having a conversation Being with authentic. people. And, you know, some people have more of a theme, true crime, sports, mm. comedy, this, that. But the platform is still very new. 
So by you starting a podcast and me starting a podcast, we're both winning because mm. yo, we're spreading the platform to more people who might right not might not have even experienced it. Might mm-hmm. not what's a podcast? Like, yeah. oh yo, there's still me. so many people out here who don't know what a podcast is. It's so true. It's, it's crazy. Yo, the statistics and I, I look into this shit because mm. I'm a fucking geek sometimes. Yeah, I yeah. like to look into this the, like someone sent me a, mm. a PDF report, like a seventy five page report on like uh the future of podcasting and current statistics oh, and like uh, 50% of Americans mm-hmm. uh, listen to like a podcast like an hour of podcast every week uh, but that's a big number bro some kind of podcast some mm. form now imagine like you're driving in your car you're stuck in traffic mm. that means one person's listening to music the other person's listening to podcast maybe or an audio book audio book this kind of thing there's there's like there's more platforms to consume content on and like this is still a very mm. new one and i feel like i want everyone to start a so podcast is it like their own like do you have like is there a podcast app that's like heavy right now or is that just like you're pushing it on like do you Spotify? have an iphone i do every iphone comes with the podcasts app built in okay so true. anybody with an iphone can literally go on their phone right yeah. now go to this purple app right here it's yeah it looks like that and so do you get like okay so now coming into like your whole analytics and this stuff you were talking about are you getting a lot of traffic on the podcast app or are you getting more through like spotify and your other apps that you put this stuff out on i can literally break it down for you right now well what, what's your biggest one is what apple. i'm trying to figure out apple is the biggest like it's, podcast it's, like apple podcast apple podcast is where i receive the most huh. downloads spotify is second okay so i think it's like 50 percent um apple okay 30 30 spotify because people are kind of either or right yeah, like yeah. you either have well, if you don't have like an Apple phone, then yeah, you got to use Spotify. I'm not assuming, true. Right? Not true. There's okay. Google Play Music. Yeah. True. There's Deezer. There's like fucking 500 different yeah. platforms. So the beautiful thing mm. about it is that I don't have to actually physically upload my shit on each platform individually. Mm. I use a hosting service okay. um, called Podbean. Okay. And you pay a monthly fee, whatever. Kind of like Hootsuite. Pretty much, yeah. Where you pay a fee and and you have unlimited bandwidth, so you can put as as much content as you want. And there's mm. tons out there like Anchor, mm. every like all kinds. I like this one yeah, because people can Google this shit exactly. But to me, uh, what I found powerful is that I pay this fucking amount and they push it out to all the platforms for me through mm. an RSS feed. Okay, so shit. That's I dope. just have to... Uh, like. Do you want to explain that for people who don't know what RSS feed is? Real syndicate something? Uh, I have to Google yeah. it now. Now, now I'm going to look like a My fucking... My bad. I didn't mean to put you on blast, bro. Yeah, all good, It's man. not that deep. It's not that deep. It is <laughs> called... Yeah, I actually need to know what it means. Uh, Wikipedia's got it right here. Rich site summary. I was so off. It's okay. We can no, 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 it, no, 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 no. It's right. Really simple syndication. Okay, that's what it is. So cool. really simple syndication. I guess basically what it means to my dumbass, it means mm. I just have to post this in one place, and mm. then you take the link to this feed, and mm. it posts it everywhere. So cool. I've been I've been polling and quizzing people, asking how do they listen, because mm. everyone kind of has their own app. Yeah, Android people like uh, use different apps and stuff yeah. to consume it. But I found it very interesting to see that like 
not only does everyone consume it on a different app, they mm. consume it in different settings. So this is super powerful to me. And I think when you start your podcast, it's, you're going to notice this mm. too, is some people starting a podcast guys fuck yeah all you right are. guys all right guys <laughs> you should just call it that <laughs> yeah, I might have to. <laughs> that's too funny but people <laughs> consume it differently so yeah. some people will only listen at work when they're bored or some okay. people might go for a walk some people at the gym some people mm. only in the car and i actually did a survey like i literally did a survey and i got these results and like it's powerful to see the feedback from people because yeah. like, you want to know your customer. You want to know the, the people. Like, Obviously, right now, it's limited to friends and mm. family and stuff, yeah. but still... like Plus, I, like down the road, like let's say you make a course on like podcasting, right? Pod pack coming soon. Yeah, and then like <laughs> now you want to be able to like upsell to all of these people, right? Like Get them into like a $50,000 program or like a $7,000 course. Something I, like I don't that, know about you know? 50000 but... We'll get you there, bro. We'll get you there. <laughs> I was thinking like 40 beans. <laughs> yeah, you know? Like, Start somewhere. Well, well, don't sell yourself short, you know? So that's part of the thing. Like, if you're going to go out here and, like, provide value, like, charge for the value. No, facts, facts. You know? Like, I, if I started coaching somebody, like, I'm not going to be out here, like, that's definitely, wasting my that's time. That's definitely part of the future long-term vision. Mm. But right now, I have to hone the craft. This yeah, is yeah, so, well, for this sure. Is so, I'm such a noob. I'm, I'm learning so much. Mm. And I, I think it's safe to say that I'm a lot better than my first episode already. Mm. I'm saying like a lot less. Um, I got to work on that. Oh, we all do, brother. Yeah. We all do. Um, <laughs> but certain things like, um, I just said it, um, interrupting my guests when they're mm. speaking or going on a tangent. Mm. It's still something that I struggle with because it's just who I am as a person. True. I mean, no malice. It's never yeah, negative. Yeah. It's never. And mm. people get that because mm. face-to-face communication, you understand that mm. I'm not being a hater right now. We're just, yes. I have something to say that's going to add to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But... If you're just listening and you don't have the visual context, mm. you're going to think I'm just talking over you. Yeah. So that's important for me to just let people body language. finish body language. So that's a big reason why I needed to have the uh, video mm. component. Makes sense. M- my YouTube numbers are not mm. that big. Like they're mm. not doing that great. I haven't figured out YouTube yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I straight up have not figured out the YouTube Well, let's game. ask the followers, right? Yeah, Does anyone on this show know YouTube? Hit For us sure, up. For sure, man. One of my next guests, this guy has like, I think like 80,000 subscribers on Shit. YouTube. Okay. I'm going to ask him. What does he do? Can you put me in touch with this guy? I will. Will do. My man. Uh, I don't want to like put his name out or yeah, anything yeah, no, yet no, until it's sure. official. But, we'll do it uh, on the low. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I'll, I'll talk to you after. But yeah, this guy's got cool. bare subscribers really funny mm. content post videos of like okay. him like at a gym picking up okay. girls or like just okay. random bullshit like yeah, random yeah. funny stuff you know cool. but like it's getting it's getting views and people mm. are people are fucking with it. and this guy's from ottawa right so mm. he's he's killing it with that but Shit. to me i'm happy to have a hundred subscribers and that mm. took that was a lot of work i was yeah. like happy i think i'm at like 120 right now okay it's really hard to get people to hit subscribe because mm. Most people don't even have a YouTube account. Yeah, that yeah, <laughs> that's big. Facts. Asking someone to go <laughs> sign up <laughs> for YouTube to go subscribe to you mm. think that's a big ask. No, but they've made it so easy now. Like oh, you yeah. just click signing with Facebook and it's all done. Literally like, signing with Google, whatever. It's you know? so easy, but still, you mm. gotta you gotta put yourself in the mind of the consumer. Yeah, Anything that's, true. that's too much work, fucking, yeah. I'm not gonna do it. We lazy as hell. Exactly. 
Let's uh, let's actually switch gears and actually go back to um, social media a little bit for a sure. second because uh, this all kind of ties in. And you know, you've noticed that your presence on social media has mm. actually helped your business. How can for sure? How can you? Um, can you give any advice to people, even though you are just starting out, how to be more consistent and post more on social media and kind of get out of your bubble? Um, shit, dude. That's yeah. Good question. Good question. Because you haven't always been um someone who's super yeah, active so and like, posting videos. And the thing is, my relationship with social media is a bit different than most people's, right? Um, so many times I will just delete all of my social media accounts across the board and just disappear for like months. Right. Uh, longest I went was, I think a year and like seven months or something. Uh, and then it got to the point where my mentor was like, look, you need to like start branding, put out content, you know? Um, and I, I'm thinking he meant like once a week type thing and i was like yeah i don't know about that like i'm an introverted shy guy like, i'm not out here trying to be on camera all day you know um so he just like he was just not having it he was like i don't care like if your eyes are bleeding you're still doing the damn video like this is your life now you know like if you want to be in business like you have to have a presence online it's the future um yeah and then like we were like, the more we talked about it, like, I kind of like look at it like this now, right? If you could go down, like, let's say where you live, like the whole street, if you could buy all those houses for free, would you not do that? Yeah. So this is essentially the same concept, right? Like by putting out content, I'm taking up space online and I'm doing it all for free. Yep. So Social that's media kind of real like, estate. <laughs> yeah, literally like having, I don't care what you're creating. Like I'm telling everyone who's around me at this point, like do some kind of content creation. Like this is the future, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it actually goes one step further than that. Sorry to interrupt yeah, no. you. Um, it's not only just about content creation. I think it's actually about heading towards uh, having more internal freedom. Mm. And, you know, by creating content and kind of leveraging your own brand, because here's something powerful that I heard mm. that kind of helped me through some of the darker days mm. when I don't want to post anything or yeah. I don't want to do all this or, yeah. you know, but it's like, yo, you are building something that's going to help everyone is their own brand. Mm. There's one thing that you can't take away from anybody is being themselves so yeah i can't ever be manzoor i yeah. can't i'll never be zoo i literally i can't do it yeah i will never be you and you will never be me so i already have that mm. everyone has that yeah so why don't you leverage that brand and fucking be the most authentic yourself person you can be try to be as consistent as possible mm. and in the long term that's going to pay dividends circling back to my initial point mm. why that's going to pay off dividends because i don't think we're going to be working for people in no. in the future i think that's well, actually like to tie into this right like in terms of like paying dividends so initially when i started this i didn't see what my like initial reasoning for doing it was right um i was just i i felt like hey wait like i'm giving away all of my like 10 years plus experience for free right like um but now it's getting to the point where like i'll go out like i was at some shisha place and the guy came up to me and he's like hey what's your name and i was like manzoor and he's like oh you're the guy who does real estate videos right and then as i'm walking out he came up to me again and was like hey look like if i pay you will you coach me 
And I was like, oh, shit, it's happening, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then somebody else hits me up and he's like, yo, I saw your videos. I have this deal. I'm not really sure what to do with it. Uh, do you want the deal or like, do you want to help me out with this deal? Right. So like now, like this is like effort I put in once. Like it took me one, like it took me three minutes to create this video. And now this guy's watching the video like six months later and it's still paying dividends. Right. Um, so just kind of like to tie him to what you're saying. That's directly. That's a, that's yeah. a direct, like, yeah, bro. That's so clear to see. And imagine you've been doing this since April. It has April been, 30th. It has. Yeah. Basically May. You haven't yeah. been doing it for even a fucking year, let alone yeah. half a year yet. Yeah. Man. Like that's nuts. Imagine five years from mm. now. If uh, I'm not hey, saying yeah, you're going to do real you know? estate videos every day for five years. Maybe might, you do. I might make a course or something. Maybe I don't you know, do. We'll maybe see. you don't, but. Well, actually, no, because like I've already gotten to the point now where I'm like transitioning, right? So initially, like when I first started doing my videos, it was just like fact, boring stuff, like super dry to the point. Uh, then it got to the point where I was kind of like sharing about my stories, life experiences, and kind of like tying it into real estate. Now I've gotten to the point where like I've kind of transitioned, so I do like videos about life, philosophy, and like business, credit, real estate, everything. You well, know? it's all related. Kind, yeah, it, it really is all related. Because it's but... all coming from life experience. It's mm. all coming from stuff that you've actually yeah. fucking been through. Yeah. And so... True. Obviously, the old school model is to only do real estate. Mm. Do, what are you doing with a production company? What mm. are you doing with all this other shit? No, fuck it. Just focus on real estate. That's <laughs> yeah. the old school model. Mm. Is like just hone in on only mm. one thing and only do that one thing. Now it's a game of, yeah, real well, estate. I think that's like a confused mentality people have in terms of real estate, right? So like, I've just been going out randomly. Like somebody invites me somewhere. I'm just like, yeah, let's do it. And then like, I start talking about real estate and now I'm making clients, right? Doesn't matter where I am. I could be at, like at a club. I could be at a restaurant. I could be at a festival. I could be sitting here, right? Like, yeah. doesn't matter. Um, Yeah. I had a point, but I think I lost my point. All good, man. <laughs> the thing is, it's like with not focusing and, yeah. and, and doing all kinds of other all-encompassing things, mm. it kind of ties back into your life experiences, especially mm. when you're putting out content, especially when you're thinking about doing all kinds of different oh, things. Oh, I remember my point. Yeah, go for it. My point was, so now like, if I'm involved in a media company or a production company, I have access to more people, right? And now they're seeing me as like somebody in their line of work. So now when I start talking about real estate, they're like, oh, shit. This guy's like already deep in real estate and he's like well rounded in this as well. Yeah, man. Now I have more credibility in like other fields, right? Very true. Uh, and then you make more network, more contacts. So you never know. Everybody and their mom is going to eventually get into real estate. Like, yeah. You have to at some point. Like, you need a place to live. Everyone needs a place to live. Exactly. Right? Like, that's an indisputable fact of life. You always need a place to live. Let's talk about that for a second in terms of rent versus buy i think this is probably mm -hmm. a very uh, <laughs> this is probably a very um uh, relatable well, my topic back off of this <laughs> a, a very relatable topic for a lot of people who yeah um you know feel like they may not be able to afford real mm. estate or um 
you know, the cards are stacked yeah. against them. And, and, you know, it was easier for my parents to mm -hmm. buy a house on minimum wage totally was. Uh, versus me now. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have $500,000 for a bungalow yeah. in Canada. So, so I think part of like the first step you need to do is do not take advice from your banker or financial advisor who works in a bank. <laughs> yeah, because they're guys, glorified salesmen. <laughs> yeah, like these guys get paid commission on whatever they sell you. Like they do not know anything about what they're talking about. Sorry to all my friends who work in the bank. Um, yeah, but I think it really depends on your situation, what you want to do with your life, right? Where you see yourself 5, 10, 20, 30 years from now, right? Like if you're a 30 year old person versus somebody who's like 21, you're what you need out of a home or buying a home is going to be very different. Right. So like, for example, like if you're 21 years old and you have no money, but you want to get into real estate, you need to learn skills. Right. So you need to go find somebody like me and then go hustle and find deals. Right. So right now what I'm doing is uh, I'm training a few people to go find deals. So like these guys will go just walk around neighborhoods, look for really shitty homes or somewhere there's a garage sale or something like this, right? And they'll be like, hey, look, like I work for this guy, blah, blah, blah. There's a whole script, right? Um, and essentially, if they come back to me with the name, phone number, and an address, and I buy that house, they make 500 bucks. Mm. So now you can go and collect like 10 houses, boom, boom. Now you're making money, right? And you're learning real estate. Yeah. Uh, on the bigger end of this, like if you bring me a house with name, address, phone number, and a price, I'll pay you 5K on clothing, right? So you do three deals a month like that. You're making 15K a month. Nice. That's more than you'll make in any job, right? Of course. Now you want to go buy a house like to live in. You go buy a mansion in Rockcliffe. You go buy a penthouse downtown, right? Uh, so it really depends on what you want to do, right? Um, you need to have the right information is the key. So in terms of like buying versus owning... If you're a young person and you're eventually like you want to buy a property, let's say you have money to buy a property, right? Let's start with this bracket. If you have the down payment, which by the way, you can get away with zero to five percent down, first time home buyer, uh, you'll have a bit of an insurance, like higher insurance, but CMHC insurance yeah. that you have to pay, right? Yeah. But like it's still worth it, right? You're getting a property with like zero, zero. Well, yeah. Look at in, look like, at the leverage. That's yeah. insane. Who leverage in, is the name of the game? <laughs> where are you gonna get twenty x mm -hmm. your money? Yeah, for well, doing nothing. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, but hey, there's the but or like Bitcoin. <laughs> it, it, it also goes both ways though, right? Yeah. Because we hear this thrown mm -hmm. thrown uh, out a lot it's like real estate always yeah. goes up always goes well, up it does and if you and a long doing. term it does right no but even, so like well let's pop we'll come back to that Kay. okay like that's a whole great topic in itself i love that um but coming back to like this uh whole topic of like buying versus owning right if you're if you're getting married, like if you that's your plan like you're gonna be married in the next year and like you're buying a house to live in uh, that's a very different scenario than somebody who's buying a house with like the intentions of buying multiple different houses, right? If that's your game plan, you want to have multiple homes, don't buy a home to live in, right? Go buy a house that you can like rent out. So essentially house hacking, you go buy like a five bedroom home if you qualify for it, rent out each room for 500 bucks, right? How do you qualify for it? Is it based um, on income and assets? Credit for the most part. Credit? And then it's like, it's very easy to do if you have the down payment. Right. Um, but yeah, like you can get cheap five bedroom homes. Mm -hmm. Well, cheap. 
Uh, or you could like, the, this is like the other great thing about real estate. So buildings with four units and under, so like a duplex, triplex, fourplex, these are like multi-unit buildings, but they're still classified as residential. Mm. So first-time home buyers can buy these with 5% down, okay. right? So now let's say, for example, there's one deal that I just had. It was like 400000 for four units, right? You put 5% down. Now you technically you bought four houses. You wouldn't live in any of those units. You could and live rent-free, but mm -hmm. it's like a backwards mentality. You're better off renting out all four of those units or let's say in a house, you rent out all your rooms. Now you collect money and you can live wherever you want, mm. right? You don't need to own where you live. Like if you're getting married and you want to have that security, what I would say is you open a company, let the company buy the house, and then you rent from the company. So you still get all the tax benefits on the company side. Ooh, you know? that's, a, that's a hack that my people are not going to know about. Like yeah, bro. Everyday average this Joe This is like high level sophisticated investing shit, right? Yeah. Like, so another trick, like I'll give you, like you want to build your credit fast, right? Everybody qualifies for 10K. Go take out a line of credit for 10K. Now you got two or three credit cards. Like, I don't know what limits you can have, but like, let's say you got 5K on each card, right? And you pulled out like 20K on a line of credit. So go use your credit cards for everything. Max them out. Well, obviously like within limits, like don't go buy shit you know you can't afford, right? And then use your line of credit to pay down your credit card. So your credit card, you're paying 22% interest, right? On a line of credit, you're paying 4% interest. So, and now you're using the bank's money. You're not using your money. If you go and deposit money in the bank, they go and lend that money out to me, you, him, everybody, right? People don't understand the fraction. So you lending. keep your money to yourself. You take a line of credit out from the bank. Now you're using the bank's money. Oh, yeah. And then you pay that off. You keep all your money for yourself, right? That's what I do, man. And your credit's going to go through the roof. Within a year, you'll have perfect credit. I use my credit card for every little purchase, mm. everything, because yeah, because I know I'm gonna pay it off. Exactly. So, I think and one you collect points, right? I, yeah, I think one important caveat though is for the people who like know or mm. should know, or someone close to them should tell them, mm. yo, you can't have a credit card. You can't you can't be out here going I, crazy on the thing because it's no, a trap for a, some it's people. A, it's a learning experience, right? I think like if you get caught into that trap. Like, that's a lesson you need to learn. Like, if your plan is to go into business and you're getting fooled by, like, credit cards, like, you went out here spending money you don't have. Like, that's silly. You're just not going to, like, you shouldn't be in business to begin with. So Fair enough. Like, very true. Like, you need to, like, learn the hard way for some people, right? Yeah, man. But credit's very important, man. And very important. I'm, I'm like a... So I'm your credit score is your report card in the real world, mm. right? Damn. And your bank account, like... They don't but care it's... what you got in university or high school. Like nobody cares if you're an A plus student. If you don't have money or credit, like you ain't nobody. Credit score is such a fuzzy topic for so many people who don't actually really understand mm -hmm. what factors go into uh, building or or mm -hmm. reducing your score. So something that I learned mm -hmm. only like a year ago mm -hmm. was credit utilization. Mm -hmm. So I didn't understand this concept mm -hmm. because to me I thought you're giving me ten thousand uh, dollar credit limit for example. Yeah. Uh, on one card. Yeah. Okay. That means I can spend ten thousand mm -hmm. dollars. You can. Mm -hmm. But that's actually gonna hurt your credit if you mm -hmm. carry a balance that's yes and no. That's uh, uh over. 35 percent something like that mm. like I think, yeah it's 30 to 50 percent yeah if you're carrying a balance bigger than that that could hurt your yeah. credit in the long term mm. that's something i didn't know yeah it's minuscule it's not mm. a big it's not a big thing but things like hard checks of your yeah. credit that 
if you're doing a lot of those, yeah. that shows lenders that, hey, this guy's desperate for some So this credit. is like a big like problem first-time homebuyers have. Like They're trying to like shop around for the best rate, right? So they'll go to like six different banks, and every single bank is doing a hard check on your credit. So now by the time you get to the sixth place, it doesn't even matter if you qualified for any of those. They're not even going to touch you because yeah. you've pulled your credit six times within six days, yeah. right? But people don't know that. No one's taught them because that. Because the so bank they doesn't think... want you to know this, no, right? The they? bank wants you to have low credit. The bank so doesn't want they could you to charge leverage you a their high, money. A higher amount. Like uh, even uh, this thing I just said about like taking out a line of credit and like paying off your credit cards that way. Nobody in a banking industry will tell you this. No way. Yeah. Why would they? Because they don't even know it themselves. This is what I mean, right? People are out here, like, wearing this mask. Oh, I'm the financial advisor. Like, they don't know shit. Ask them, what kind of investments do you have? Nothing. They barely own a home. Yeah, man. Their assets are their cars. Like, like very misguided. You know, not to, uh, you know, yeah, sh like, no, sh shit yeah. on any people. But, like, no, no. I don't... Uh, I think financial advisor, like, I don't think you need anything to become a financial advisor. I don't think you need any kind of uh, yeah, I'm for not sure. formal certification or anything. Even the certification, like, you're not going to learn how to invest money in school. They can't certify you in this shit. No. You either make a Piece shit of ton of money yeah. or you don't. That's your certification. Uh, like, keeping it real, like, 100. Like, I love that. You that's, know, like, that's RFR, really fucking rich. Like, that's fucking so true. Man. That's the thing, right? Hey, man, real estate, like, we could talk about this shit all day, man. I know nothing yeah, about it. I have so much to learn. And I'm very happy that I know you because I My can man. always pick your brain. For sure. And, and ask you about this shit. But, yo, we're already at, like, an hour, 20 minutes. Say word. Yeah, believe it Damn. or not. And I feel like, I know you feel it, but we barely scratched the surface. Yeah, bro. In terms of real estate, like, there's so much we didn't even cover. Yeah, man. Yeah, give, man. Give people a quick hit, three or four pieces of advice that you'd give right off the bat, because we do have to like wrap this up. Like, real estate or in terms of, like, life or business or what? Whatever, man. Go for it. So what's the question? The question is, yo, okay, here, I'll frame it in a better, I'll okay. be a better host. Right? Okay. Let me frame it in a way. Okay, if you had to tell uh, someone who's 20 years old right yeah. now, yeah, what are three of the most practical best things they could do to set themselves up for a better financial future, what would that be? Get a sales job, commission. I don't care where you are. Like, you need to be learning how to sell. That's number one. Um, number two, find a mentor. Uh, and it like, this is the problem with mentors, right? You can't find a mentor. A mentor finds you. So Facts. like it, while you're, so true. while you're waiting for a mentor to find you, go hire a coach maybe, uh, or like read online, like that kind of shit. And then number three is really like experiment, live in the moment and find out who you are as a person Know what your like X factor or true skill in life is and double down on that. I love it, man. That's amazing stuff. Um, before I let you go, I'm gonna do something called a lightning round. All right. So, oh, I thought that was a lightning round. No, no, no. That <laughs> was that, that was just segue into the lightning round. Okay, get you cool. in the mood, you know? Yeah, yeah, right get, on. Get you on your feet. Now you're cool. now you're thinking quick. Yeah. Now we're um, pumping. We got the juices flowing. Exactly. So um the lightning round is actually brought to you by the patrons of my podcast. If Shout you want to be patrons. Yeah, you wanna become one, check out my Patreon page and you can ask my next guest um a question. Um, so the first one actually comes from Aaron. She's a good friend of mine. Cool. And, um, she shout out Aaron. Yeah. Shout out to Aaron. She's been a big supporter from day one. Um, love it. 
Her question is, um, it sounds like you have a lot going on on the go. Um, her question would be, how do you balance your work and life? <laughs> uh, to be honest, there's not much balance in my life. <laughs> but like, this is the thing. Like, I love what I do, right? And like, a lot of what I do is not considered like work in the normal sense, right? Like, I go out for a meeting. Like, I'm on like on Da's rooftop, like hanging out. Or, like, I'm at a listening party. Or, like, I'm watching a movie. Right, Or right. I'm out for dinner. Or, like, I'm walking a building, you so know? So, it never really turns off. It's always kind of... You're, like, always working yeah. or hustling oh, or generating sure. opportunity. Yeah, like, so that's a very powerful thing you just said. Generating opportunity, right? I'm not sitting at home smoking weed, eating Doritos, fucking playing Xbox all day. Like, I'm on the phone hoping, all hoping day. Hoping that something's going to happen or fall out of the sky. Yeah, exactly. This is a mentality that a lot of people, I feel, have. And, like, yeah. kind of just waiting for something good to happen to them. That's mm. so fucked. Go yeah. out there and hustle. Well, you know what? It might happen. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe you'll become the next, like pro gamer or some shit i don't know like i don't know if that's your goal but like you really got to be out here like kicking down doors like you know like you knock and they don't let you in you just kick it down no fucks given love that next question comes from my buddy nick he's been a great nick great supporter of the podcast good friend of mine as well um he's asking what do you and you kind of touched on this in the podcast but it's still a great question um what do you think about the housing market right now for first-time home buyers, and uh, how does it make and uh, does it make sense for people to wait for the bubble to burst, um, like they're saying it will, or just, you know, what whatever do you think so, about this topic? Like this is the thing, right? Like my viewpoints on this are my viewpoints, so like they may end up being right, they may end up being wrong. Um, so there is that risk involved with if you want to take what I'm saying at what it is. But mind you, like I come from a real estate family, like this is in my blood, like I've been doing this full time for over 10 years now, right? And in my opinion, like, so let's deal with the first topic of the pricing and should you be buying, etc., right? In my opinion, within five years, you won't be able to buy shit in the city. So, if you were, if, meaning it's gonna be priced so it's gonna, far, like you're talking like a million dollars for a home easily in the core. Wow, yeah, I like, that's true. That's what I feel is gonna happen. It's getting um, there, man, bro. A bungalow is like seven fifty. Yeah, bro, it's nuts. Like, like um, yeah. To be honest, that's what I feel is gonna happen. But then, so like, this is a kind of like a dual question, right? So the first part of this question was, if I'm not mistaken, like, should somebody, like, what do you feel about first-time home buyers? First-time home buyers, and then should you wait for the bubble to burst? Yeah. Because this is a very common so thing. So in terms that people... of the bubble, I think that's irrelevant. Let's deal with the actual question here: Should you buy a home? I think that's a very big question. It's there's multiple things you got to take into account, right? Why are you buying this home? Are you buying this to live in and start a family? Or are you buying this as an investment? right? What's your long-term goals is, are you looking at real estate like an investment vehicle? Or are you looking at it as just like somewhere you're going to live and then maybe give to your kid, mm. right? It's two very, very, very different. different things. So like, depending on where you fit on that spectrum, right? Uh, that's Let's say for the change. sake of argument, I'm in it for the flip. In it for the flip, definitely be buying right now. Like the bubble is not going to come. And this is the thing. If the bubble does come, the way real estate works is right. If you can't afford to buy a house, what do you do? 
you rent, rent, right? You still have to. So this is the live thing. Somewhere. Let's say I own a house, right? I paid, let's say, five hundred for it right now. Let's say in two years from now, that house, like property values, crashed, and that house was worth like two hundred k, right? Now you're screwed. But if you bought a building that's five units or more, right? You're, you're actually winning. <laughs> exactly, because now you're yeah. jacking up rent. And the way, so this is the way real estate works, right? In residential real estate, your house value, so four units and under, single family homes, townhomes, condos, whatever, is determined based on the value of like comparables. So similar houses built in the same year, same concept, bathroom number, this kind of shit, right? Yeah, yeah. And all real estate agents have access to all this information. Yeah, but like, so this is what I mean, right? So like if the market tanks, then the market tanks for residential. With commercial, that's not how it works. Your building value is determined on the income you're collecting, right? Right. So now if the market crashes, you raise rents, your income just went up. So now if you have like a million dollar building, that building is now worth $3 million, right? And then you refinance it. So this is a whole other topic, but you refinance it, you pull all your equity out. Yeah. So you essentially took out all your cash that you put as a down payment. You still own the building and you go buy something else. Love it. So to essentially answer the question, yes, buy anything and everything. <laughs> love it. Love it. Actually, no, don't buy condos and don't buy, if you buy a townhome, it has to be freehold. Okay. Love it. Everything else you can buy. Um, What is, what do you think is the worst hairstyle trend right now? A little <laughs> li- li- lighter topic. <laughs> ah, I don't know if I'm like allowed to comment on this because I've done ah. some crazy hairstyles. Like I've had blonde hair, I've had red hair. Right, but you also used to my cut hair. hair. So yeah, that's think, facts too. I used to be a think, barber. Think right now, what is the uh, craziest trend? So like that's still from Nick, like, by the way. Is this question like what's like my least what favorite do you think? haircut? Just answer the question. What was the question again? Uh, what do you think is the worst hairstyle trend right now? Uh, this whole like shaved on the sides, ponytail on top, oh, or okay. like kids like with these weird box braids, so, like people who shouldn't have braids who have <laughs> braids. Um, and then like everyone who's rocking these like big ass beards, like that's not really a hairstyle, but like if you can't change a tire, like don't have a beard. Uh... Sorry. <laughs> You just hated on fucking half my neighborhood right now. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> I just uh, keep it 1,000. I love it. I love it. Um, this question comes from Reese. He's a good buddy I made uh, while traveling. Uh, he's from the UK. Shout out, Reese. He's probably running right now and listening to this. <laughs> he has good questions. Um, what keeps the fire burning inside you to continue doing what you do? Shit. And how do you tap? What do you tap into when you're low? fire question shit dude yeah that's a dope ass question you snapped on this one Reese. yeah bro i appreciate this so this is like a multi-fold answer for me i guess there's so like literally for like 27 years like everyone around me has been telling me like no you can't do this you'll never accomplish this you're not smart enough you're too fat you're too this you do that right like even my own parents like nobody was ever like yeah you can do this shit So part of it is, like, as a fuck you to everyone, like, I can do this shit. And, like, I don't need to go to school. If I want to have piercings, I'm going to have piercings. Like, can't tell me nothing, right? Love it. So that's part of it. Part of it is I love what I do so it doesn't feel like work. And then the other part of it is, like, my mom's had to put up with a whole bunch of shit she should have never had to put up with. So, like, I want to be in a position where, like, she doesn't need, like, anything from anyone, so that's part of it. And then I also want to, like, build schools in Pakistan. Like, uh, for those of you who are in Ottawa, you'll know, like, Ashbury. So, like, of that caliber, but, like, free education in third world countries uh, to give these guys, like, a fighting chance. 
So proper private school kind of education yeah, were actually available to anybody. Exactly. And it's like, so to do that, you need a big bank account, right? Yeah. To finance that. So that's kind of like I like, like that drive. answer, man. I like that answer. You got the humble aspect of it that, you mm. know, keeps you grounded into mm. earth. But you also got that chip on your shoulder and that yeah. drive that I'm going to show y'all. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to show you guys what's up. I like that. Next question. And this was the last question, actually. Cool. And this comes from myself. Hey. If you could purchase real estate in any city in the world right now, other than Ottawa, Whew. what would it be? I think that, like, again, is a very open-ended question. It depends what your I end don't think goal so. is. Right? I actually think it's a pretty closed-ended question. No, but I mean, like, it you got to give me goal. one city where you would purchase <laughs> real estate. What kind of real estate, though? Are we talking hotels? Are we talking commercial buildings? Okay, talking okay. Homes? Good, good counter. Good Condos, counter. Let's right? Ta- let's talk about just residential for yourself. To buy a place. Okay, so let so for yourself, you if made I was it gonna buy one, something. One fucking city. So like, if I was to live anywhere in the, I'm gonna reframe your question. I sure, hope you yeah. don't mind. It's probably better. If that I was way. to live anywhere in the world and be doing real estate on a large scale, scale, where would I be? <sighs> Damn. He tried. Son. He tried buying himself time. Yeah, I, I really like that's, that's a freaking hard question. One city. Ah, one shit, city, bro. bro. Like, there's more than one city, though. That's why I do real estate. I want to have hubs everywhere. Not, I was gonna say country, but then I knew it's too easy to answer. I want <laughs> no, s- not even, bro. There's yeah, countries. Facts, facts. facts. Uh, Give me a city shit. that, that you you're in love with. That like, you if would I was love to, to like move there and do real estate and like be happy, Dubai, Dubai, or Miami. Love it, man. Or Hong Kong or London, bro. It's not that deep. <laughs> no, I, let's stick with Dubai. I I pray for, I pray it happens for you, brother. I probably won't leave Ottawa. I love it here. Hey, it's a great city. That's why I asked outside of Ottawa. Mm. But hey, man, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, bro. It's been a blast. Well, I'll have you back on for sure. One thousand yeah, percent. That's that's a given. Yes, uh, sir. We could probably talk for five hours about this shit. Yeah, bro. Uh, we didn't even scratch the surface, nah. really. Like, I'm gonna have you flipping houses in like a couple months. <laughs> Don't worry, bro. I love it, bro. Yeah, no. Thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast. And remember, it's not that deep. Not that deep, guys. (laughs) Just sometimes. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. I got a lot of value from it. If you did, consider subscribing to my Patreon page. Uh, Subscribing, leave a rating, comment, or just hit me up. Let's have a conversation. Remember, it's not that deep.